0: to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schreeder, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? I was out in the forest behind our house doing a ritual with our apple tree here invoking the energies of paradise that have never really left this earth but we've just forgotten and it was a really really powerful and beautiful ritual and as I was leaving the apple tree, and I started walking back toward our house, I experienced the incredible booming sound of the collision of two vehicles in front of our home. The sound of their collision going 40, 50 miles an hour without ever touching their brakes head on into each other. The airwaves carrying the information of that event, the waves of air and matter that traveled from their vehicles through the trees around my home and through my body carried such intense decibels, but also such intense information. And I could feel the gravity of that information as it passed between and through all the cells of my body. In the moment that those sound waves, those waves in the air packed with information moved through the cells and the extracellular fluid and the nerve tissue of my own body. I experienced a wave of fear and dread and the certainty that something terrible had just happened. It felt like the ground fell out from under my feet. My blood went cold and my stomach turned watery. I was standing about 100 yards from the accident. I couldn't see it but I knew what, what had happened and I knew I had to go. I won't go into any more detail due to um, the privacy and sanctity of the lives of those involved. I only want to share my own experience of what that felt like, of the sound waves of that traumatic moment moving through my body, rearranging the cells of my body, imprinting the nervous system. I would come to find out that one of the three men involved in that accident died um, almost instantly. And so that that information flowing through those sound waves also carried the imprint of his passing. And we are now several days post the event. And I can still feel the sound lodged in my body. The sights and smells of the event are fading for sure, but the sound is still echoing in me and in this land. Today, as I worked with my spiritual director, like I do every week for the past 12 years, we deeply explored what that means to have this wave of sound carrying information, washing over you. We talked about cymatics, which is the science of turning sound into images. If you're not familiar with cymatics, I hugely encourage you to have a look at this uh, research. It is so beautiful and so fascinating. We talked about echolocation and sonar. the way that sound is integral to the experience of this world. I'm thinking so much about the sounds I'm immersed in right now as I'm out here in the grove, the crickets and the cicadas, the birds chirping, my cat purring, the airplanes overhead. We are always moving through a sea of sound, external sound and internal sound. When we're in a very, very quiet space, we can hear the sound of our own heart, our intestines digesting our meal, the creak of our joints. Torin, my six-year-old, was recently asking me to explain hearing to him. How do people hear? And I was explaining that hearing is partly sound waves breaking against the shore of the tympanic membrane. So waves moving through the air and the ether and then breaking like on the beach, but they're breaking on the drum, the tight drum head of the tympanic membrane inside the ear. And then inside the ear, all of these nerves um, are orchestrated with fluid that helps even more to ripple and amplify the waves. And then those signals are carried to the brain to be translated into sound. It's so amazing, it's so fascinating that we're registering percussion as nerve impulses and turning that into sound and all of these different tones and pitches and harmonies and complexities. But there's also the percussive transmission of sound or the conductive transmission of sound. So it's more than just airwaves. There's also the conduction through our tissue and bone that creates sound. So even if we aren't able to rely on our tympanic membrane or the inner ear fluid or the nervous tissue of the auditory system, we can still put our hand on the chest of someone who's speaking and feel the vibration of their voice. Sound vibrates. It's a feeling and a sensation that is translated by the auditory and nervous system. And it carries a tremendous amount of information. Sound is so vital to the human experience that we spend billions of dollars collectively every year on the sound industry. On Spotify and Pandora. You're listening to me right now on a podcast. The scores that we listen to on the movies that we love audiobooks, YouTube videos, we are bathed in sound and all of those sounds create a cascade of biochemical changes inside of our bodies. Some sounds create the release of endorphins, dopamine, oxytocin helping us feel euphoric, blissful. One of my friends this week was telling me she has playlists for different moods that she's in. And if she's feeling depressed, she has two different playlists for her depression. One that helps her emote the sadness, really sad songs that make her cry it out. And another that helps pick her up if the sadness is too too deep and she doesn't want to feel it anymore because she knows that those sounds reliably evoke feelings inside her body. And so she turns to them to help her generate the feelings that she's looking to generate in her own body. Other sounds help with healing. There's been research done that show um, that the frequency and tone of the cat's purr aids in healing. Especially bone fractures. There's something about a cat's purring that aids in the healing process, speeds the healing process. Children are soothed and comforted by the sound of their caretakers' voices. I think we can all understand that by the way we feel when we hear a loved one's voice, especially from far away or after something terrible has happened. Or those I've heard from who have lost a loved one and they have one voice message from them on their phone that they listen to over and over and over again, because the unique sound of that person's voice, it's like a fingerprint and it's a connection to them. There are also sounds that give us an incredible stress response. And for all of us, that will be something different. I have a friend who cannot tolerate the beating of a drum, especially a deeply toned drum When she hears the drum beat, she goes straight into fight or flight and she doesn't know why. That's definitely something there to work with for her if she chooses to. Most of us can relate to the nails on a chalkboard visceral reaction to that sound. The urgency we feel when we hear a dog barking or a horn blaring These sounds release this electrical storm of nervous impulses and biochemical secretions within our bodies. And as we choose to step into our healing, step into our magic, we can get really, really intentional about the types of sounds that we choose to have around us. More and more of us also are noticing how overstimulated we get by too much sound, If there's sound in the background, somebody's watching a video, and there's sound in the foreground, someone's talking to us, and then the dog starts barking, or the neighbor starts mowing their lawn, suddenly the nervous system throws up the white flag, I can't do this, it's too much stimulation. And often that turns into irritability, frustration, angry outbursts, the need to just get out of the situation. Our nervous systems are so overburdened with modern living that sound over simulation creates um, a fight-or-flight response for a lot of people, myself included, for sure. If the TV is on and someone's talking to me and somebody else is talking to somebody else, that is too much simulation for this nervous system. So I think that acknowledging the power of sound also invites us to acknowledge the power of silence. and the reality that on this planet, there are very few places where there is true silence. This is a planet of sound. Although every year, it's becoming quieter and quieter as far as the natural world goes and louder and louder in the human world. Pretty much anywhere you go, you will hear car traffic and air traffic but the birds are quieter. The insects are quieter. I once met a man who had spent six months in Antarctica, and I was reflecting with him how hard that must have been to have six months of daylight at all times. And he said, you know, that wasn't the worst part, actually. We had blackout shades, you kind of got used to the daylight. The worst part was the silence. He said he would lay out on the ice and just listen to the groan of the ice because it was the only sound you could hear. There were not insects. There were no birds. No animals. Sometimes the wind would make a sound, but otherwise it was silent except for the groaning of ice. and how comforting it is to live in a place with sound. And how much we don't realize that until there is no sound. Sound and the voice are so important to those of us who worship magically or who have a magical practice. We know that spells um, are based on sound and based on language. We incant. our voices, our instruments, we are vibrating our desires, our intentions, out into the universe. We speak with the vibration of our own voice and the power of our own breath into the glittering web that connects all things. Our voice vibrating those threads, those filaments, as we send our intentions out into the ethers. And so when something like this happens, when a tragedy happens, when a bomb detonates, when a gun fires, what does that sound do to the web, to the threads? How is it registered in the mycelial network of the forest? What memory is held in the quartz, in the hillside, as the percussion moves through those layers of limestone and quartz? How do we move those reverberations out of our own bodies? That was my question for my spiritual director today. I can feel the echoes of the accident inside the waters of my body, in my fascia, in my nervous system, in the extracellular matrix and the intracellular matrix. It is still singing its song inside my body. How do I restore the harmony of my body? And so I will dance with bells on my wrists and ankles. I will listen to my favorite music. I will sing. I will chime the tingshas and rattle and drum and remind my body of its own harmony, its own coherence, its own vitality, its own rhythm. So that rhythm fully restored in me can wash away any remnants of discord that were implanted by that trauma, by that concussion. Just as these crickets and cicadas and cardinals and wrens sing the song of this land and remind this land of its fluid harmony. you using sound to amplify your mood, to change your mood, to enhance your thinking? What sounds are lodged in your body? What does the harmony of rhythm of sound in your body sound like? May you find rest and ease in the soundtrack of your life. And may any discord in your own being be alchemized into harmony. you for joining me for the plant which podcast i'm your host aaron schrader i'm an herbalist a mother a holistic nurse and a practitioner of the ancient ways you can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on instagram and facebook the rebel herbalist